We are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? Webb, I am absolutely buzzing right now after the Buffalo Bills took the LA Rams to the woodshed last night. How are you feeling after your team lost that bad? It was a bad showing, man. I had flashbacks of Detroit Matt Stafford. It was bad. It was really, really fun. We're going to get into that. We're going to preview every game for week one of the NFL slate, and we will do our NFL awards prediction. Webb, are you ready for today's show? I'm always ready, man. Uh, The game was last night. I don't want to go too deep into it. Buffalo and the Rams were tied 10-10 at halftime. The Rams had three turnovers in the first half. Still couldn't manage a lead. Josh Allen looked like the best quarterback in the world right now. His only incompletion was an interception that was not his fault in the first half. I think he finished 26 for 30. Man, is Buffalo going to the Super Bowl this year? Is that what we learned from last night? I mean, they definitely should capitalize on it this year more than any other year. I think the Rams, like Sean McVay said it best, they just weren't ready. And they were, you know, Aaron, Aaron Donald's coming in, hyped up, and... I think they were still reliving the Super Bowl while Buffalo has their eyes focused on the future and, and, and you know, uh, playing next year. Sorry, playing playing in the Super Bowl. So um, answer your question. I don't know yet. I don't think so. Not, not from last night's game. I think we have to see a lot more before I make that uh, determination. I think if Von Miller looks like he did last night for the rest of the year, Buffalo is going to the Super Bowl. He looked like he was 25 years old again. It was incredible. He was amazing. He destroyed Matt Stafford. He was incredible last night. It was crazy. I did not expect that for 33-year-old Von Miller. 100%. He looked really good. Really, really good. We'll see if he can maintain that. You know, Von Miller can't really stay healthy all year round, and he's he's older now. So, I mean, he's always older, but we'll see. I love seeing it last night. It was great. I love seeing the Rams lose. It was so much fun for me personally. Really good choice for the opening game of the year. Yeah, buddy, you would love to see that. You haven't seen a Super Bowl victory in a long time for your team. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> okay. Let's get right to the, to the Sunday games. The first one up on the on the docket, Indianapolis at Houston. Indy, you're favored by seven points on the road. Webb, what do you have as your prediction to p- win and to cover this game? Indy to win and cover. I want to have the same opinion as you. I have Houston to cover and Indy to win. Uh, Indy has not won a opening game of the season in like seven or eight years. It's the second longest streak in NFL history. For some reason, they just don't win opening games. I'm hoping that changes, but knowing Indy, that might not. So Houston's going to keep this close, Webb. It's going to be embarrassing. Yeah, if Indy can't win this game, I may have to change my picks for uh, the AFC South division winner, honestly. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But Damian Pierce looks really good. They're running back on Houston. Shaquille Leonard was ruled out today, so he's not going to play week one. So maybe our best defender, and he's not going to be there. That's not great for this defense. That's in a new defensive scheme. Not great. He's forever Darius to me. Um, but I, I hear what you're it's saying. It's so weird, right? It's so, I hate it so much. It's so awful. <laughs> yeah. Well, who changes their name after five years? This is crazy. And isn't it his middle name? I think, I think Shaquille is his middle name. Yes. Yeah. Who does? I, I don't know. It's wild, but it's his decision. What are you going to do? I'm going to keep calling him Darius. You would. Okay. The next game, Cleveland at Carolina. Carolina are favored by two points. 
out at home. Cleveland is without Sean Watson, obviously. Jacoby Brissett will be the starter. It's Baker Mayfield's first game in Carolina as the starter. What do you have here, Webb? I have Carolina to win and cover this game. But um, I'm not sure what this line is because it keeps going back and forth. Have you checked it as of late? I put these lines in as of yesterday night. So I didn't check it today yet. What is it now that you're seeing? I think it might be even now, but this morning, Cleveland was favored by like one and a half. Maybe that's because of the McCaffrey injury news. Maybe. Where he might be, he's on the injury report with a shin injury. I'm not sure what to make of that. I still have Carolina to win and cover. I have watched Jacoby Brissett play football and he is awful. I'm just not going to bet on him very often this season. But if McCaffrey's out, that definitely would probably change things for me because Nick Chubb is dominant. He better be dominant. I have him in our fantasy league. Um, You're destined for failure in that league. I don't know if I would change much. I think I'd still have Carolina to win, even without CMC. I don't know about that. Maybe. I would definitely get, I would definitely give it some more thought. Miles yeah. Garrett is terrifying. He is. And knowing Baker, he probably hates his guts. So... <laughs> He's, he needs a he doesn't need a reason. He's ready to go. <laughs> also on my fantasy team. So he better play well as well. You're pathetic. Okay, New Orleans at Atlanta. New Orleans on the road are favored by five and a half points. Atlanta is running with Marcus Mariota. New Orleans has a newly built knee of Jameis Winston and my boy Alvin Kamara. Well, what do you have for this game? I totally forgot that Jameis tore his knee. Uh I have New Orleans to win and cover this game. I agree. Let me ask you a question. Is Jameis the least mobile young guy that you can, you can imagine? Off the top of my head, yeah, he's yeah, he's pretty stationary. I'm trying to think. I'll think say yeah, yes he's, for now. He's, he's, he's up kind there. of fat. He's kind of fast, but he runs so weird. It's, it's so awkward. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be putting up a lot of uh, yardage on the ground this year. So He's no Taysom Hill. No, <laughs> I got a raw deal. Is this game going to be fun? Atlanta, New Orleans. I think it could be kind of fun. Uh, I think it would have been fun five years ago. I'm not so sure this one's going to be fun. I think it might be a slaughter. I think Chris Olave is going to be really good in this game. Is Michael Thomas back? Like actually back? Or is he kind of just back in spirit? Yeah, he's there. He's present. I don't know if he, Michael Thomas from like 2019 is back. I have very little faith in him as a person anymore. He hasn't played in two years. It's really bad. Yeah, and he hasn't played based off of like an ankle injury, right? It wasn't like he tore his ACL or his Achilles or something. He got hurt and then didn't have the surgery to get it fixed until the season started again because he wanted yeah. to heal on their time, which is a baller <laughs> thing to do, by the way. I'm kind of proud of that. It's a pretty solid idea. Good for him. San Francisco at Chicago. San Fran are favored by seven points on the road this is a west coast team playing on the east coast at one o'clock which means it's 10 a.m for them something i always keep in mind for these west coast teams going east and having early games what is your prediction here web uh i have san fran to win chicago to cover because i just don't know how this offense is going to look with san fran in that first game i don't really consider that west coast east coast thing anymore i just just not for me but week one's always weird so could be unpredictable. I think that this game will be very, very strange. But I think Kyle Shanahan needs Trey Lance to look like a superstar in week one. Or everyone will say, well, Jimmy G's still there. Why isn't he starting? 
He took you to the NFC Championship game last night. I think San Fran wins this game like 37 to 6. It's going to be a blowout, I think. Really bad for Chicago. Oh, damn. I mean, Chicago has arguably the worst offensive line in football. And San Fran has arguably the best defensive line in football. So I think this is just a bad match for Chicago. Uh, San Fran's corners aren't great. Chicago has no receivers. It's a pretty good matchup for San Fran if you look at everything. It's not bad. Yeah, it'll be bad. It'll be bad. But I don't know if it'll be like sloppy. Like I could see this being like a 17-12 type of game, honestly. The only way Chicago has a chance is if Justin Fields is still furious that Trey Lance went before him in the draft. Before the draft, it was uh, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are going to go 1-2. And then Zach Wilson kind of crept up there. Like, okay, Zach Wilson's going to go 2. But Justin Fields go 3. And then Trey Lance went 3, and he went 9. So maybe he's just furious about that and holds a grudge. Besides that, I think Chicago is cooked. It's going to be a long year for them. Man, I feel so bad for Justin Fields. It's awful what they're doing to him in Chicago. It's so stupid. You trade a first-round pick to get him, and you do nothing to help him out. It's so stupid. Yeah, and they fired a bunch of people like a year or two ago, and this team got worse. It was this season. This is the first year of a new head coach, Matt Eberflus, who's a defensive coach. You'd think they would have learned that you needed an offensive coach with a good young quarterback. That's how you win in this league. They got a defensive guy. It's so stupid, man. Justin Fields is going to be on a new team in two years. He's the new Trubisky. It's so, Chicago, Chicago's going to ruin another guy. It's, it's awful. Not going to lie. I'm still going to tune in just because it's week one. I'm watching every single game like a, like a degenerate, but it's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. I signed up for DAZN today, baby. Let's go. Okay. New England at Miami. Miami are favored for by three and a half points at home. This is new coach Mike McDonald's first game as head coach. This is Bill Belichick, a.k.a. the devil, a.k.a. Satan, a.k.a. the man who stole my soul. 5,000th game as a head coach. So, Webb, tell me why you think Miami and a first-time head coach are going to beat Bill Belichick. Explain that to me, please. Uh, well, one, New England has no offensive coordinator. New England looks really bad on offense. Like their, I guess their skill positions are like the equivalent of Chicago's offensive line. Um, <laughs> I like what Miami did in the offseason. They really improved the backfield. Obviously, they brought in Tyreek Hill. Tua can't be any worse than last year. And I think that these divisional matchups, uh, you get to obviously you get to know the team a bit more, and it's gonna be fun. I I think Miami wins this game, and obviously uh, uh, covers, but. I could be talked into Miami winning and New England covering this uh, because it might just come down to a field goal. I like Miami this year. Tyreek Hill is probably my fit, the most dangerous weapon at receiver in football. I love Tyreek. I have New England to win and cover this game. I just don't think Bill Belichick is going to get beat by a coach from Yale. I don't see it happening. This guy's evil. Like he has figured something out. <laughs> He also hates Miami. They tampered with Tom Brady to get him out of New England. They lost a first-round pick in next year's draft because of it. Belichick is going to want to destroy this team. It's going to get ugly. I bet you he has guys with, like, wrenches in their socks to hit people. Like, he's going to have them play real dirty on my, on Sunday. Real dirty. You raised a couple good points, a couple outrageous ones. But um... <laughs> I think they were all in the same area. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know where the offense is going to come from, like, uh, I could see the defense really, really smothering 
the team smothering Miami. But like, how many points is New England going to score? 20 maybe? Could you see them scoring more than 20? So Damian Harris is really good at running back. Ramondre Stevenson could be okay. I thought Mac Jones was good last year as a rookie quarterback. In year two, he takes a step. Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith were both good tight ends before they got to New England. Besides that, the receiving options are awful. But he has two tight ends and two running backs. I think they could maybe figure something out. Yeah, we'll see. If New England scores over 21 points, I'll be surprised. New England's going to win this game 27-24. Okay. Mark it down. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia at Detroit. Philadelphia on the road are favored by four points. Web, I think this might be one of the best games of the weekend, by the way. I'm more excited for this game than almost any other game on the schedule. I love both these teams. I think this game's going to be fun. I think it's going to come down to like a last possession, honestly. What are the chances the Detroit coach hits someone with a garbage can? Like someone's uh, running on the sideline and he just throws a can at them. What do you think the chances are of that? Like 30% chance. <laughs> I was going to go 90, but you're probably right. It's probably... Maybe not week one, week 10. Yeah, That's a week yeah. 10 move. That, guy, that guy's a lunatic and I love him. He's the best. He's fun. Really is, man. You were on, by the way, I want to give Webb some credit really quick. He was on Philadelphia being a team this year before they actually traded for good players. Like you were on them early. So I want to give you credit for that. You're not coming to this late to the party. You were there very, very early. Thank you, Coop. I'm I, only uh... saying that. Because I think they're going to lose a lot of games this year. And I wanted you to get blamed for it all. When Philly goes 5-12, and 12, it's on you. Well, I, you know, I'm really high on, high on them this year. But for this game, I think I agree with you. It's going to be a good game. I'm very excited to see this game, one of the early games. Um, I have Philly to win, but I have Detroit to cover. I had Detroit to cover originally. But then I realized... Detroit's on hard knocks this year. So they're getting a lot of good press that might have seeped into my head where we, I think Detroit's better than they are because everyone likes Detroit right now. So I'm going Philly to win and cover. I am not falling for this media sham on Detroit. I still like them, but they're trying to trick me. I'm not falling for it. Jared yeah, Goff's still the quarterback. Yeah, I know. That, that's what worries me. And I was seriously considering taking DeAndre Swift in fantasy well, leagues too. this year. Well, me too. Especially in PPR leagues, but I remembered that he's not very good to be taking him in the first round, at least. I didn't feel comfortable with that. Second round, yeah, I'd probably consider it. I'd probably do it. I almost took him at number nine in our league. I considered it very, very strongly. I think you would have regretted that in week three when he gets hurt. I ended up taking Alvin Kamara, which I will end up regretting by week five. <laughs> so Why? He's good. He's really he's great. He's gonna get hurt again, man. He's gonna get hurt. He can't get hurt late because he's going to jail next year. He's gotta get his injury out of the way so he's healthy. <laughs> gotta get out of the way so he's healthy for jail. As long as he doesn't get suspended, man. At least I don't, I don't think he, I don't think they're gonna let him out for work release on Sundays. I think he's gonna probably get to stay next season. Yeah. Might be over for him. I, I was having a, a debate with uh someone from our fantasy league, and they were saying like because I, I took Kamara in, in that league, too, and, and they were saying it's a bad pick because Kamara's not going to play the whole season because he's going to get suspended. And I was saying, if they didn't suspend him by now, they're not going to suspend him unless something new pops up. Yeah, they, they don't suspend in the season for things from last year until the season's over. They wait. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to mess with their own money. No. Yeah, no. So let's go Alvin Kamara for fantasy reasons. 
He'll be great. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Cincinnati are favored by six points at home. Cincinnati's coming off a gigantic loss in the Super Bowl. Pittsburgh has a new starter in Mitch Trubisky. Well, I think this game is going to be really, really fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I think more than any other game this week. I think it's going to be offense versus defense, obviously. Uh, yeah, this game should be fun. And I have Cincinnati to win, Pittsburgh to cover. I have the exact same thing. Pittsburgh to cover the six, Cincinnati to win the game. I think people are down on Pittsburgh and they're really high on Cincinnati, but they're forgetting how great a coach Mike Tomlin is. This guy's never went below 500 before. And I'm not, and Big Ben was a corpse the last two years and they went over 500. So I think Mitch Trubisky can probably do better than that. He was horrible the last couple. Uh, he being Ben Roethlisberger was really bad the last two years. He should have retired a long time ago. It's hard to say no to $25 million a year. For nothing that's true that's true i'd probably hang on for that too like i could do that a couple of years they're never going to come because the super bowl so i might hang around for 50 more now <laughs> it's funny how no one gave him credit for that first super bowl and now everyone says he's a hall of famer because of that first super bowl and then the next one it's called the russell wilson special oh. same thing all right buddy we're gonna get into russell wilson soon <laughs> no hypocrite russell no one no one gave him credit for the first one it's all the defense but now it's Russell Wilson's a Super Bowl champion. He's the best. <laughs> one. It's the same thing as Big Ben's first Super Bowl. No, season. no. They, they, they both won in their credit. second year in the league. They both won in their second year on a defensive first team. It's 100% the same thing. Okay. Well, one, Russ, they still gave him a little bit of credit, more credit than, than Ben. Russ was better than Ben was. In each of their second years, Russ was the better quarterback. Ben was just big. It was in his name. He had to be big. It's big Ben. <laughs> but, but also, when Russ... Uh, went back to the Super Bowl in the worst, just the worst uh, 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 failure I've seen. Um, that was Russ leading them there. Yeah, and then he led them to the exit door with a terrible <laughs> interception in that game. Walked them right out and destroyed a franchise. Yeah, so he did. I think Cincinnati, by the way, is a little over over hyped right now. I think Pittsburgh's underhyped right now a lot. Definitely. I, I agree with that. Cincinnati's offensive line went from bad to decent, but I think their defense is going to go from good to very mediocre. I think they're going to switch a little bit, and I just – I don't have faith in them right now. So, No, we'll I'm, not, I'm not on that train. I In my in our uh, AFC preview, I didn't even have Cincinnati making the playoffs. The Joe Burrow disrespect on this show is getting too far. It's crazy. Okay. This next game, Baltimore at the Jets. Baltimore favored by seven points on the road. Zach Wilson, the Jets quarterback, is not going to play. It's going to be Joe Flacco. Uh, The Ravens could not come to a contract extension with Lamar Jackson, so he's going to play this season with no new deal. I have Baltimore to win and cover. This game is going to be awful. Baltimore is going to destroy them. Yeah, I agree with you. I have Baltimore to win and cover. Um, Yeah, Joe Flacco, revenge game maybe. Who knows? I think Flacco is good every year. He has one good game. So it could be this week, but I wouldn't bet against Baltimore. I mean, maybe, but was he good at all last year or like in the last two years? It's been a while since he's played any football. I'm going to look it up because there's a reason why I remember this. And hasn't Flacco been in the league still every year, like as a, a backup? Yeah, he's been a backup for a while. I'll get back to you on that. Okay, good job, Webb. On the ball. 
Jacksonville at Washington. Washington are favored by two and a half points at home. Washington's new quarterback is Carson Wentz. So I'll be picking Jacksonville to win and cover and against Carson Wentz at every possible chance this season. I hate his guts. Also, Jacksonville ruined his Colts career. They beat him in the last game so badly. The owner came down and told head coach, he will never be the quarterback of my team ever again. (laughs) That's that's how that happened. He's like, get him. I don't care what it costs. Get him out of here right now. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Mercer was like, I want the guy who lost the Super Bowl when he was up 28-3. I would take that over the loss in Jacksonville any day of the week. Okay. At least he was up 28-3. You You have no choice. You have it. At least he was up 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl. He got them the lead. They didn't hold it, but he got them in the lead. That's pretty solid. Okay, hold on. I think we need to correct that. It's not just that the defense didn't hold it. It's on Matt Ryan to also put up more points as well. How much how many more points did they score in that whole that game? Seven? I think it ended 34, 37-34, something like that. Yeah. So it's on Matt Ryan too. It's on Kyle Shanahan for not running the ball to kill the clock. But it's on. <laughs> Let's keep throwing the ball and not wasting any clock to end this game. Let's do that some more. Yeah. Oh, um, ridiculous. I I have Washington to win and cover this game because I still think Jacksonville is not a good team, although they're better than last year. But uh, and something that is not important at all, but I want to get back to you on it. I looked up Joe Flacco, right? Yes. So <laughs> very urgent. Uh, 2021, he started uh against Miami and he threw two touchdowns 291 yards 24 for 39 not too bad not too bad for Joe Flacco they lost the game um, there it is <laughs> but he's good but like like he, he's he's good for a spot start like every now and again like in in 2020 they played New England and it went down to the wire lost again 30-27 yep uh but went 18 for 25 262 yards through three touchdowns and only one pick. That's not bad for Flacco, man. I, That's really not bad. That's actually kind of surprising. Yeah. Like he's good. And again, like 2019, another L. Um, <laughs> against Jacksonville, lost 26 24. So that's like, you know, that's a heartbreaker. Um, through three touchdowns, one pick. Uh, the percentage wasn't great, twenty-two for thirty-eight. But I mean, he—he. He, I'm, I'm going right. to keep betting against him to lose. Yes, yeah. <laughs> seems like the plan. Hundred percent, he's going to losing. Yeah, for sure. But he could—he could ruin your bet. I—I I doubt it. I think I'll be fine. <laughs> okay, the Sunday at four o'clock games. First one, great game, Kansas City at Arizona. KC are favored by six points. What do you have for this game? I'm excited for this game, Coop. Believe it or not. I, mean, I am too. I, I miss Patrick Mahomes. I miss seeing Cliff Kingsbury's dumb face on the sidelines. I'm looking forward to it too. Yeah. He has a very punchable face. Um, right? Have, that haircut yeah. too doesn't help him. Yeah. Um, I have the Chiefs to win Arizona to cover because I think this is going to be a shootout. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for six games. Rondale Moore was just ruled out 10 minutes ago. And Zach Ertz is questionable to play on Sunday. But you think Arizona is going to be in a shootout with Kansas City, huh? I think so, man. I think Marquise Brown, I think Ertz is going to play. 
I think he's going to play. Yeah. How many shootouts was Marquise Brown a part of in Baltimore? Out of curiosity. I can't remember any. I think Baltimore and shootout uh, for football is an oxymoron. So zero. Okay. Yeah. I have the Chiefs to win and cover this game. I have no faith in Kyler Murray. This guy <laughs> needed a clause in his contract to study. And then they removed it because they got embarrassed because the quarterback doesn't study. I know why fires him up. Have some pride. That's embarrassing. Clearly, he doesn't have any pride in it. He had to put the claws in. He doesn't care. <laughs> they paid him anyway. Yeah. Why would you get pride now? Yeah. They paid you. And then they're like, hey, hey, man, can you do us a favor? Can you please study a little bit? He's <laughs> like, I guess. And then he well, leaked it. It made him look bad. It made the team look bad. I'm like, all right, fine. We'll take it out. So you don't have to study anymore. He's like, thank God for that. <laughs> like, yeah. He's not going to do it. Yeah. Well, I have I have Mahomes in this game, so Mahomes better put on a show. Um, yeah, Kansas City, Juju Smith-Schuster, Travis Kelsey—they're going to dominate. I'm looking forward to it. Juju and dominate—that's that's a phrase I haven't heard in a very long time. He had Big Ben the last two years, man. That's going to be tough. He also had Big Ben the first few years. Big Ben wasn't completely awful those first couple of years. Then he got awful, and then Juju but- can't stay on the field, so it might be me on there uh, out there. So. Do you remember know. when Juju thought he was going to get a five-year contract for like $110 million and they gave him one year for $8 million instead? Yeah, yeah. Sucks to be Juju right now. <laughs> okay. The New York Giants at Tennessee. Tennessee are favored by five and a half points at home. Has there has there been a team that fell from grace harder than Tennessee? Like everyone is out on Tennessee right now. Uh, they were the one seed last year, Webb. The one seed. Yeah. I, the only team I could think of would be Dallas, at least for me. They won 12 games last year. If they won seven, I wouldn't be surprised. Did they actually win 12 games last year? Yeah. I have, no last recollection year. Of, I have no recollection of That's crazy. Yeah, they were yeah. good. Remember, Tra- Trevon Diggs played really well. Parsons was really good. Um, yeah, Martin I guess. Florence. I guess. I have the Giants to cover the five and a half, by the way. Tennessee to win the game. I think both these offenses are garbage. This is going to be like a 13-10 kind of game. Like I don't see this being a high-scoring game at all. No one's going to win by five over. Like no one's winning by six points. It's going to be a close game. Uh, I'm going to give Tennessee a little bit more credit to score more than you know, um, 13 points. I have the Giants to win and cover actually, and I'm actually excited about this game because I think these teams aren't that far off from each other. I think Derrick Henry, I still think he's good, man. I still think he's he's very good. Um, so I think he can get them two touchdowns on you know on his own. Don't know where the rest of the touchdowns are gonna come from. Um, but I have the I, Giants to win and cover. I think it'll be a fun game, honestly. I thought Derrick Henry would fall off each of the last three years, and I've been wrong every year. One of these years I'm gonna be right, and I'm just out on him forever. I'm never gonna be in on Derrick Henry again. I would have taken him in fantasy this year. This would have been the last year I would have done it. He doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand how he's still good. It's crazy. He shouldn't be good still. Yeah. I know like with running backs, they say, you know, they fall off after, what is it, 26? Yeah, 27, 26. And it's the amount of hits that kill you. Yeah. But even still, like, like, I heard a stat, like, there, there hasn't been like a top five fantasy running back who's been over the age of 26 in like a long time. That makes sense. Yeah, it's not good. Derrick Henry's cooked. So 
I think even with, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, I still think Derrick Henry can put up probably a good 1,300 yards this year on the ground. I guess we'll see. All right, Webb, let's move on to the next game. Green Bay at Minnesota. Green Bay are favored by 1.5 points on the road. Minnesota is the new hot team in the league this year. They have a new coach, Sean McVay's old system. Justin Jefferson getting a lot of hype right now, Webb. What is your prediction right now? Are you on the Minnesota train, the hype train? Has that lured you in because you're a following sheep? You're the worst person. Uh, what did I say? Every year I choose Minnesota yes. to make the playoffs. But I never have them as like a, you know, I always have them as like a fringe team, right? So I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm on the hype train. I think they'll be good uh, wildcard team. So with that being said, I think they're going to make this division interesting, and I have them to win over the Green Bay Packers and scare the hell out of Aaron Rodgers and piss him off in his first interview this season. I have Green Bay to win and cover. I just think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a man possessed this year. He's going to be driven. He's going to be uh, immunized against the criticism. He's just ready to go. He's. <laughs> I'm glad you like that one, Webb. I think he's ready. <laughs> I think he's going to drown out the haters. He's on Joe Rogan's podcast recently. He's bringing COVID right back up because he can't let it go. And no and one talks about it anymore, which is funny. They've just moved on. They're like, yeah, you know what? It was crazy for a while. There's definitely nothing happened. No one cares. 100%. No. no one cares at all. COVID is over in America, basically. No one talks about it anymore. No one wears yeah. masks. It's done. <laughs> They're like, you know what? Aaron Rodgers had a point. <laughs> They're saying that. Aaron Rodgers had it, and it was a big story. And now it's just not. Yeah. And now he's gonna he's gonna be Kirk Cousins easily. And, and do you and do you know the only person that's gonna remember that is gonna be Aaron Rodgers? He's so petty. I love Aaron Rodgers as a, as a quarterback. He's my favorite quarterback of all time. But he's so petty to bring that up now. That was like a year ago that they were subjecting him to the the uh, the testing and all that stuff. But he knew that it would be back in the media because the season's starting. I listened to that whole interview, by the way. It was wild. And he was like, Joe Rogan asked him, so uh, how were your relationships with, the, with reporters? He goes, I thought we had good relationships. And all the ones that turned on me, I'll never forget it. I was like, oh, damn, Rogers is holding a grudge this year. Jesus. He's, he's, uh, he's ready, man. He's ready for war. I think Stephen I A. Smith is first on his list. I love I love Aaron Rodgers and I, I, and honestly if you and I were there, you know, lined up, I think he'd have a good year. Um, yeah, but I think so too. Bakhtiari is supposed to be back. Elgin Jenkins is supposed to be back. Like if they stay healthy, it could be really good for him. Yeah, and the defense is solid. I love the defense. Tom Brady made a career of throwing to little white guys. Like Aaron Rodgers could probably throw to some guys that aren't that good too. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you still pick Minnesota against the bad man, Aaron Rodgers. You're pathetic. You sheep. <laughs> I hate you. The Las Vegas Raiders at the LA Chargers. The Chargers are three and a half point favorites at home. Are the Chargers the most hyped team in the world right now? Because I think they might be. I saw that uh, NFL Network did a poll where I think like 20% of the people have the Chargers to win the Super Bowl this year. Of 25 people surveyed, 20 uh Five of them had them winning or five of 20. It's crazy how everyone believes in this team. And the worst part is I am one of those people because I also think the Chargers are going to be really good this year. See, that's 
uh, a wave that I'm not really riding right now. I'm not really on that wave. Um, I love Justin Herbert. And sorry for bringing up the fantasy football talk, but I have Herbert in the league. I think the Chargers are going to be fun. I just, and you and I, the funny thing is we've had the Chargers around the same spot in our playoff predictions. You gave them like 10 or 11 wins. I gave them 10 or 11 wins. Um, I like the Chargers. I just know Joy Bosa and Khalil Mack are both going to get hurt this year at some point. 100%. And Derwin James. Yeah. Joy Bosa got paid. Derwin James James just got paid. But I was talking to somebody that listens to this show, by the way, recently. And I told him about your theory that I have now stolen. When someone gets paid in any sport, I am just out on them in fantasy, fantasy sports. If they got paid in, in basketball, I'm not drafting you. You got paid in football, I'm out. He's like, that's crazy. He's like, well, LeBron got paid a bunch. And I was like, hey, for like the elite five guys, they're always going to be good. For the rest of them, you never touch them. Yeah. And Derwin James is that kind of guy. I'm out. And Lebr- LeBron's different. LeBron doesn't have an injury history. So you, you, you don't think he's going to start taking time off now. Even guys that don't have injury histories that played through stuff, I'm always like, now nah, they're going to sit when they get hurt, dinged up a little bit. They got their money. I have no faith. Like, yeah. There's guys playing for history, and there's guys playing for money. Right. And Derwin James seems like a guy playing for money to me. And he missed and time before Jackson. he got paid. I mean, and Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to miss time guys. too. Yeah, for sure. I have no faith. Herbert's incredible, but this Chargers team is built on smoke and mirrors. Yeah, and 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 to your point, like I think the team really is is glass. This might be the most fragile team in the league. They have like so many great players, but they don't have a lot of depth. I don't think. If guys right. get hurt, they're cooked, and I like, think that could happen. Is 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 Nazir Adderley going to be playing all year? I don't know about that. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't think Nazir Adderley has a big injury history, but yeah, Derwin James. There's a lot of guys that just miss time with this team. We'll see. I still have them to win and cover the three and a half, by the way, against the Vegas Raiders. But I don't feel great about it. I The only reason why I have them winning and covering, the Chargers winning and covering over Vegas, is because of what happened in the last game of the season uh, last year. That's literally it. They won it badly. They missed the playoffs because of it. That's the only reason why I have the Chargers winning and covering. I also hate Vegas because of Josh McDaniels, so I'm going to root against them actively all season. So... <laughs> Okay, oh, the Sunday night game, Tampa Bay at Dallas. Tampa Bay are favored by two and a half points on the road. Webb, I think Dallas is not that good a team. They have a terrible offensive line, and Tampa Bay's defensive line is incredible. I have Tampa Bay to win and cover. Dallas has one good receiver and then three guys I've never heard of. Zeke is maybe the most overrated player in football. I'm just mostly out on this Dallas team. Uh, I'm with you, man. I'm not really um, on this Dallas team either. I have Tampa to win and cover. You know what I found out today uh, that I didn't realize? Last year's opening game for Dallas was against Tampa. They have the same team that they're playing opening uh, back-to-back years, and they're not even in the same division. thought that was a little interesting. It makes sense because Dallas is America's team, and Tom Brady's the biggest draw in football still. Just for the eyeballs, it makes sense. But yeah, it's just it's just interesting that I just I, mean, I think last last year was a Thursday night game. Now it's a Sunday night game. Um, Tampa Bay won that game, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
31-29. I'm looking at it now. Um, uh, Tom Brady has had a crazy offseason. He retired, came back. He just took 10 days off for some reason, like a week, two weeks ago. And no one's allowed to ask why he left for that time. Heavy speculation as to why he left. I have read some gossip columns as well. Uh, there's some personal stuff going on in his life that I will not get into, but I suggest you Google it because it's wild. So, so, so two things. One on the game, Dallas has never beaten Tom Brady. So that's another that true? reason. Yeah. Is that true? Wow. I think they're 0-6 against Brady. Damn. Um, yeah. And another, Coop, you can't back out of Tom Brady's personal life now when earlier this year, you were the one that said Giselle and him would not be able to coexist when he retired. And he came back 40 days later. I don't know, man. That was prophetic, man. I don't know. Sometimes not... I get things right. I'm kind of a genius sometimes. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Because when, okay, he left abruptly. And I figured it was a, a family emergency, like a medical sort of thing with his family. They didn't get into it. And 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 um, and Bowles didn't get into it. But when he came back, I mean, they used to call this man Tom Terrific. All sorts of names. He's not looking so terrific. I don't know what it is, Coop, but something happened. I can't say what it is, but this man, and this is one of the reasons why I'm not really big on Tampa this year, because I don't know where Brady's head is at. Like, I don't know where his mind is. And like he said, he said he's 45 years old and he has stuff going on. He didn't say stuff, but he looked very stressed. And I'm a little worried about Tampa, or sorry, I should say Brady this season. You know what? You're right. We should get into it. I'm glad his life's falling apart. Uh, apparently, <laughs> Giselle Bunchen and him are not living together right now because she is furious. He unretired. She thought it was going to stick and they could finally enjoy the life together. And he was like, you know what? I don't like you. I'm about to play football. And he just left the family. He abandoned his family again because that is what Tom Brady does. <laughs> he abandons family. Hey, he has a track record, man. If you watch Blue Bloods. Exactly. There's somebody, there's somebody yeah. who who's on the on the blue blue bloods uh cast that that knows brady a little bit so um and, and that person... watches blue bloods because he's 70 years old <laughs> <laughs> no it's just funny because we talked about it when brady retired the first person i think to publicly congratulate him on retirement was that cast member and it just seemed very <laughs> like forced yeah yeah apparently for labor day weekend Giselle took their kids to a Miami water park and Tom Ooh. took his son with that actress to a football practice in New York, just living different lives right now. So, but, so are we, are we putting a countdown on this thing or what do you, uh, uh I think she's going to announce divorce right before the Super Bowl, just to really burn it in his bridges. Ooh. Yeah. And you know, she makes some headlines, uh, some statements during oh. the Super Bowl. My husband will catch these papers. Something like that. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> my husband can't throw the ball and catch the ball. It'll be something like that. This, he'll catch these papers. You know, it's going to happen. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, and I'm not trying to laugh at any sort of no, person I am. thing. I am. No, I am. I'm laughing more because you predicted this. And when you said that, I, I was like, this, you're ridiculous. Like, we both don't like Brady, but I was like, this is ridiculous that you said that. And the fact that like it's coming to like it's coming to fruition is I gotta I gotta give you credit, man. I think this is the most impressive um, yeah. prediction that you've had because it had nothing to do with sports. 
<laughs> just it's my hatred of Tom Brady. I know everyone should hate him too. Yeah. yeah. I bet Brady is Brady is great in like short increments, like 10 days here, 10 days there. Oh yeah. But when you got to live your life with him, you're like, oh God, this guy wants to play football all day. It's not fun. This guy's a yeah, maniac. Like, and I'm sure he's I'm sure he's a cool friend. Cause you see him like I think him and Peyton get along great. Him and Aaron Rodgers get along great. But yeah, it's, I, I, I guess it's a different sort of thing uh, on the other side. They should they should be a documentary about this guy. Uh, there would be, but Ted Bundy stole all the good names already. So they got to <laughs> figure something else out. Tom Terrific. Tom Twice Divorced. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the Monday night game. Denver at Seattle. Denver are favored by six and a half points on the road. This is Russell Wilson's homecoming game. It's Seattle. He, uh, a report came out this week that basically Russell Wilson hates Pete Carroll. He's furious he didn't win the MVP in 2019 because Pete Carroll stopped him from doing that. Webb, what is your prediction for this game? My prediction is that you might go to hell. Um, but for this... <laughs> Says the guy laughing like crazy. <laughs> I was laughing because I'm just like, I can't believe you said that. But uh, <laughs> for this game, um, I have Denver to win and cover. And I have, a, I, I have a bone to pick with you, obviously. And you know exactly what it is because you're the biggest hypocrite in the world after Tom Brady. You and Brady are like, should be best friends after, you know. You watch he's a single mouth. man. You watch your goddamn mouth. What? When he's a single man again, and if you ever want to go to the Kentucky Derby, you, him, and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you, you, him, and Aaron Rodgers go get your nice tailored bespoke suits, and you guys go and just just relax. So what Webb is referring to is that I may have drafted Russell Wilson in fantasy football this year after saying I did not believe in him as a quarterback. But here's my thing. I am the king of a deal. I'm the king of value. Russell Wilson at this point in the draft was great value. I can trade him for a real quarterback at later at a later date. That's my thinking. My thinking is that you're a liar. <laughs> fair. And that's up, but fair. And a hypocrite. And I think what really happened, and Coop, let's 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 color the lines. Let's color it a little bit. You didn't just say you didn't believe in Russ. You said he was a backup dancer for Sierra. This was like <laughs> two weeks ago. Um <laughs> <laughs> you you also called him like the most overrated quarterback in NFL history. Um, yeah, it sounds like sounds like me. And then took Russ. I'm looking at the draft recap right now from our fantasy draft that just happened three days ago. Uh, we're recording this on a Friday. You took him over Aaron Rodgers. You took him over Dak. You took him over Brady. You took him over your boy Trevor Lawrence, who you drafted at the end of the draft. It's so, a keeper draft. I was smart. I'm keeping Trevor Lawrence for next season. This is smart. No, I understand that. I'm playing 4D chess here. I'm dropping Russell Wilson in two weeks. I'm trading him for someone good. That's all. So, Coop, I'm gonna I'm gonna call your bluff because one, I think you're a liar. I don't think you're trading Russ. <laughs> I think you want to play him because I think you think he's gonna be good. And two, if you really think Russ is not gonna be good, put your money where your mouth is and start Trevor Lawrence over Russell Wilson for this season or for however long you have him on your team. I will definitely consider starting Trevor Lawrence over Russell Wilson for sure. Week one. He's playing Seattle week one, man. I got to maybe 
I'll think about it. I'll you think about Den- it. You said Denver wasn't even going to make the playoffs. You have Jacksonville making the playoffs over Denver. I, I will try and trade Russell Wilson for Trey Lance or Dak Prescott. Maybe soon. Okay. I will try and trade him very shortly. I don't think you're going to trade him for Dak because Dak was taking like five picks after, and you're a man who loves value. We'll play it by ear, okay? We'll see. <laughs> Look, I, don't know I, have, I have Denver to win this game against Seattle and to cover the six and a half. I think Seattle's awful this year, and Russell Wilson, even a broken Russell Wilson, could beat the Seattle team. So. <laughs> Yeah, I have Denver to win and cover. I love Russ. Um, I want. I'm very curious to see the reception that he gets in Seattle. I who was it? I think it was Tyler Lockett that said he wants the fans to to give him an ovation. Uh, did you so see what Pete Carroll said? I did not. He basically said the fans should boo him. <laughs> he was like, you know, people come back, they get booed sometimes. It is what it is. Like he threw him so hard under the bus. Oh, Pete Carroll's ruthless. Yeah. This is, you, you know, this beef is still stemming from that Super Bowl loss, like originating from that. Richard Sherman still hates Russell Wilson to this day because of that loss. And all of us, the Seahawks defenders left. It was just Russ and Pete Carroll left. And yeah. Pete Carroll, and then Russ was like, this is his fault now. I'm not getting blamed for this anymore. So he's <laughs> trying to flip it around. What is Richard Sherman to, doing? I think he's an announcer for like Amazon or something. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, he is. Yeah, he got hired like a month or two ago. Right. Yeah, because uh, the NFL jobs were not coming. So, question, question for you. Is Richard Sherman retired, or is it that he's just waiting for a job to come along? Richard Sherman was retired. There's a difference, but he's, he's not in the NFL anymore. He's done. Okay. Because I heard, like, recently Larry Fitzgerald is also going to be an analyst. I never heard when Larry Fitzgerald officially officially retired i think larry fitzgerald could have gotten a job somewhere if he wanted one yeah but i i think richard sherman could not get a job somewhere if he wanted one he got a lot of chances after that achilles injury a lot of chances yeah then he got signed by tampa bay like in week 12 he was just available to sign for anywhere yeah yeah so and like this wasn't good we should probably not do this again he was bad and he also negotiated a very bad deal for him for himself um in san fran we called that the Lamar. And, uh, <laughs> and more than likely, that's going to happen again. Yeah. If I, was, uh, if I was Lamar, by the way, for his contract, he's negotiating his own contract, which is a terrible idea, by the way. But if he's going to do it, he should just hold up Deshaun Watson's contract and say plus 5%. That's, that's what I'm taking. Plus 5%. That's what I want. Yeah. And then nothing yeah. else. So, so I don't, I don't, I don't agree with you that it's a bad idea to self-represent because other players have done it. Bosa's done it. Kirk Cousins has done it, and it's worked for them. They have agents. Did, didn't no? I think Cousins is his own agent. No, I am ninety-five percent sure Kirk Cousins has an agent. And Joey Bosa didn't. I, I swear he did his own representation. That's why uh, there was a little bit of a um, delay in him signing. After he got drafted. I mean, maybe as an agent now, but like Kirk Cousins has an agent, Mike McCartney, and I'm almost positive Joy Bosa has an agent as well. What? Yeah. Check on Bosa, because I'm pretty sure he has Bosa. an agent as well. Brian I wrote. Yeah, he's an agent as well. Huh. I don't know why I yeah, thought that he did. It, 
Uh, most guys have agents because it's ba- a bad idea. Having the team tell you why they shouldn't give you the most money is going to hurt your feelings to your face. It's just not a good idea. Hey, we think you're good, but you're not as good as this guy. It's not good to hear. That's how negotiations are. It's not smart. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I would say it's, I would say it's, uh, it's also the experience that the agents have too, um, as well. I don't know why I thought Kirk Cousins didn't have an agent. Kirk Cousins got like the best contract in NFL history before. Yeah. Fully guaranteed. Like he's the first guy to get that, right? Besides Deshaun after, like he was the first guy to get it. Yeah. But his was like, what, what was it? A hundred million? Three years, a hundred million before guys were making that much money. Yeah. When he got that deal, him getting 33 a year was kind of like, oh, that's a lot of money. And he also wasn't a, like a star quarterback at that time. Like he, yeah, he was just he, free to go wherever he wanted to. Yeah. He's coming from Washington. Yeah. But I agree with you on the stage that Lamar, oh, sorry, I partially agree with you on the stage where Lamar is, he should have representation. If you're, and this isn't an insult to Lamar, by the way, for me, I'm saying no, no, every no. NFL player, in the NBA, I, I don't think you should get an agent as a rookie because your deals are slotted. So you're going to get what you're going to get. In the NFL, as a rookie, I understand that because your deals are slotted. You're going to get what you're going to get. But for the second contract, you need an agent to negotiate. It was smart for him not to have one at first, but now he needs one. Yeah, it, it certainly hasn't worked out for him. And I really hope um, he's healthy this year because I think – Sorry, he's healthy and he performs well. Because if he doesn't, um, obviously that's going to make it harder for him to get that contract. For sure. All right, Webb. Let's move on to our NFL awards, okay? Uh, We're going to predict all of the awards. It should not take too long. I just did my – the main guy that's going to win. I did not do any runners-up. Did you do runners-up? Uh, I did, but we don't have to get into it. Okay. Well, we can answer them if you want. Uh, For rookie of the year on offense, who did you have winning? So this is going to surprise you, and it's going to seem weird. Desmond Ritter, because he's not even the starter. But I think Mariota is going to be so bad, and they're going to bring him on, and he's going to impress with enough games and enough highlight plays that um, that uh, it, it's going to resonate more. And I, and, and I also looked at the history. Like three of the past like six guys were quarterbacks, so it helps. I really considered Malik Willis for that exact same reason. The quarterback in Tennessee looked great in the preseason, not the starter, but I was like, he might just be better than Tannehill and he might get the job in like week seven and go on a run. But my guy, because this is a stats award, you need to play a lot of games. You need to have a lot of stats. Alec Pierce, wide receiver, Indianapolis. He's already the number two receiver on the team on a team that should be pretty good. He's going to have big moments. I think he's going to have like 65 catches for 800 yards, maybe. I think he's going to have the counting stats to be in the running for this award. I bet it at like 40 to one. So I think that's a pretty good, pretty solid bet. Some good, some good odds. And that's a good pick. My runner up uh, was Damian Pierce. Just because, they, like, like you said, the, yeah, the numbers sure. are going to be there. And the opportunities, the usage, it's all going to be there. Yeah, good choice. Uh, rookie of the year on defense. Who did you choose? Honestly, um, I went with Hutch. And the only me reason too, why I, me too. there were a lot of guys that I wanted to look at, like I looked at like Jordan Davis, um, Nicobe Dean, but I don't think they're going to get the playing time or have the highlights or spotlight that, um, that Hutch is going to have. And I think if Detroit actually looks solid and has a good defense, they're going to attribute a lot of that to Hutch. I just think it's a counting stat award as well. And he's going to have like eight sacks, maybe nine sacks this year. He's starting from the beginning. He's one of the few defensive guys who's going to put up numbers. So that makes sense to me. Good choice. Okay. 
Who is your coach of the year this year? Uh, Nick Sirianni out of Philly. Guy couldn't spell coach, but okay. Continue. <laughs> the only reason why I have that there is because I have Philly uh, doing really well, winning 13 games. I think this team is going to be really good on offense and defense. So, um, you know, they won nine games last year. If they can win 12, 13 games this year, get a bye, I think that's going to be really good for them. Uh, and if they have one of the best records, it's, gonna, it's just going to help the argument. I like that pick. Actually, it's a solid pick. And I think for most of these awards, it's a narrative award. 100%. To... So the best coach was Bill Belichick for 15 years. I think he won this award twice. He should have yeah. won it every year. So yeah. I think it's going to going to be Doug Peterson in Jacksonville. Okay. He's going to take that team from three wins to eight or nine wins. Uh, maybe maybe they can make some noise now. I think they'll give it to him for the improvement just because he'll be so much better than Urban Meyer was last year. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, that's that, that's good reasoning. I also, um, yeah, just to sort of touch on what you're saying, narrative award, this is not who I think the best coach in the NFL will be. I think just narrative-wise, it'll just be picture-perfect um to have Sirianni or someone like that especially especially with those expectations um yeah it makes sense makes sense okay who is your executive of the year Chris Greer out of Miami <laughs> honestly okay okay there is there I have a runner-up and I think it's gonna be a popular runner-up but Chris Greer just because of the I think Miami's gonna be fun I think they're going to be decent. They have pieces there. They did a lot of work this off season. Brought in who you said is the most uh, uh, fearsome uh, re receiver in the league, and Tyreek Hill. No one's thinking about the Dolphins again. That's also like a narrative. I'm not saying he's the best executive. I just think it's going to work together to push him into the playoffs. It'll help. I think Chris Greer is a great executive. I also think he got lost a first round pick for tampering, and the NFL might not reward that. Because of the cheating and whatnot. So I have a different Chris. Chris Ballard. Years ago. That was years ago. It was this year they got suspended. It was this no, year. No, no, no. But I mean, I mean the, the tampering. It happened. It didn't happen this year. It happened this year as well. When he retired. Thought, when Tom Brady retired, they tried to get him back again. I thought they this originated to, during COVID. It happened like, during 2019, right, 2020, 2019. and 2021. That's yeah, why the suspension was so long. Because it was continued. The tampering was so continuing. <laughs> Old news. It was Old never ending tampering. But my exec is Chris Ballard from Indy. Trading out Carson Wentz for Matt Ryan is just, it's going to be looked upon fine, fondly when Carson Wentz is out of the league by like week seven. It's going to look, it's going to look on really well. So he's going to win the award for that. So, so my runner up is, is Tom Telesco. Uh, just because. Good choice. They had a great offseason. Who is your comeback player of the year? I have like five candidates for this. This was probably the like one of the most contentious um, competitive awards. I have but I had one guy winning. I have one other guy that I thought about too. My pick, Marcus Peters. That's a good one. He was not on my radar. That's right. That's a good choice. And so my thinking for comeback player of the year is I give you more points, more more votes if you've lost, sorry, if you've spent a, a longer period of time off or if you've come back from a bad injury or both. And he missed the entire year, Marcus Peters. I think it was in preseason that he got hurt. Everybody on Baltimore's defense and offense got hurt last year. Missed the entire year. So I think he's going to come back. I think he's going to be one of the best corners in the league again. 
And to me, that's very impressive. That's a good choice. That's smart. Mine is a guy I thought about for rookie of the year because he didn't play last year, but it's Travis Etienne from on Jacksonville. I think he's going to be a monster this year. I have him in both my fantasy leagues. I think the upside is incredible. He knows Trevor Lawrence so well. He's not the same kind of guy Jamar Chase is, but they have the same kind of relationship that Burrow and Chase have. I think it's going to be electric this year. And my runner-up was Michael Thomas, just for the narrative stuff. If he does anything, I'm like, oh, he's been out for two years. Let's give it to him. Okay, Who are your runners-up? Uh, I had Christian McCaffrey. And the only reason I had Christian McCaffrey is because he only played 10 games combined over the last two years. I think if he plays mm, 14, 13, 14 games this year and can put together, you know, a really good season, um, it'll look good because he didn't play that much over the past. It, so I'm not just factoring last year. I'm factoring in the year before. Um, really quick. Can you win comeback player of the year if you never come back? Isn't that a requirement? <laughs> he has to actually come back. He's already hurt. Yeah. Hasn't played a game. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, I know. I know. But I'm hoping that he can. he can – uh, play this year, play at least 14, 13, at least 13 games. I'll see. Um, but yeah, I had, uh, uh, he was there. Another candidate I had um, was Michael Thomas as well, but I thought people maybe don't like him. Um, I had Derrick Henry as a candidate, but he played like half the season last year. So yeah. Yeah. And he came back, came back for the playoffs as well. So who do you have for offensive player of the year? This was tough because this is usually the award that goes to the non QB. But I'm giving, it, <laughs> I'm giving it to a QB. Jalen Hurts. That's and an interesting choice. Okay, I like that. Here's my reasoning. So my kind of concept of offensive player of the year is a highlight real player, a player who puts on a good show and has the stats to back it up as well. A uh, perfect example, uh, it was uh, Cooper Cup last year. Um, had the stats, won the triple crown, and the Rams are successful. And I think Philly is going to be successful as well. If this is a one fit a one uh, sixteen team, then no, I don't think you will get it. But I think Philly is going to be good. Good choice. I have Justin Jefferson to win it this year. I think he's the new Cooper Cup. He's going to have a dominant year. I could see him winning the triple crown this year. It's possible for him. He's so talented. I considered him. Who is your defensive player of the year? Another guy that I don't think is going to be on many radars. Um. Jair Alexander. That's a good choice. That's a fun choice. The cornerback from Green Bay. Right. Who also could be a candidate for comeback player of the year. And I think that could help get him some votes if he's dominant. I think Green Bay is going to have a really good defense. And uh, he was out for a good portion of the year last year. So I think he's really going to help them. Good choice. Uh, My choice for defensive player of the year was Nick Bosa, the defensive end in San Francisco. I think with Jimmy Garoppolo gone, this defense is going to need to be even better. And I think Nick Bosa, I think it's possible he has like 19 sacks this year, which is a crazy sack number. I also consider Micah Parsons. Those are the two guys I debated between. Yeah, those those are smart choices. I think those choices, you know, linebackers, anyone who's a pass rusher, um, someone on the edge is going to resonate more than a corner. Yeah, corners can win, but you need to have a lot of interceptions. Or have no one throw at you ever. Yeah. You have to have either like 12 interceptions or zero interceptions because no one throws at you. Yeah. And then the media has to start talking about how everyone's scared of you to have a chance. It's so hard for a corner to win. And that's what I was thinking. They may do that with Jair because they did that with Gilmore. They did that with uh, on the Jets. Oh, my gosh. 
Daryl Revis. Daryl Revis. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And Namdi Asamo was the first guy I remember that happening with when he was in Oakland, I think. Oh, God. He was the first one. Mrs. Mr. Carey. Um, <laughs> who is your MVP this year, Webb? And he's Namdi's an actor now. Like, yeah, I, I saw that. I did not care. I don't even know if he retired from football. He just. He was retired. Retir- yeah, he was retired. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did we go through all of these already? Is this the last one? Last one, MVP. Oh, man. And this was my choice before last night. I'm going to go with Josh Allen just because I think the narrative is set up so perfectly for him. Mahomes won already. Lamar won already. Um, and I think Buffalo is going to be really good. If they're blowing out teams, it's going to be hard not to give it to them, especially if the defense is really good. Just perfect story. I think he's very likable. I think people still have a, a, a soft spot for Buffalo. Yeah, that's my choice. Great choice. I thought about it really hard for him. I went with Lamar Jackson, the quarterback in Baltimore. And wow. it's because this is, a, this is a narrative award. This will be like, he's going to have a great year. And it's, he showed the team. He bet on himself and dominated and won the MVP. And now they're going to have to give him $400 million guaranteed. I can see that starting in like November, the talks. Like he bet on himself. Baltimore looks stupid. Now it's going to cost him even more to re-sign him. I can see that starting. I think that's going to be really good for, for writers. I think that's why he wins the award this year. Plus, he'll have a great year. So you could be right, buddy. Yeah. That's my thinking there. NFL writers love love a narrative more than anything in the world. 100%. NFL love writers love a narrative more than Tom Brady loves abandoning children. So, Webb, let's end the show there. Coop, I don't even know what to say to you about you. He doesn't, you're right. He doesn't abandon children. He abandons women. That's my fault. That's my, that's my, I wasn't factual there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tom Brady. You're a horrible person. Everybody, please follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenoms. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. We are huge on verbal. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night. We out, man.